afternoon, Patriots, and it's August 10th, Wednesday in the year 2022. And the world hasn't changed anything in any direction new other than the fact that I think Joe Biden is literally an android robot or something. This is getting crazier by the day. And that is a weird idea. If you think of people literally like we're watching AI run people, I'm not sure that's so crazy anymore. Anyway, before we begin, make sure you've got great slippers for your morning wake up and around the house. And there's no better place to get them than MyPillow.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and due to your incredible support, the original My Slippers are almost completely sold out. As a special thank you, I am launching my brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98. My all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slipper slides and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer and it won't last long, so order now. And that's MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Your promo code is Bards. And that's where you want to be, checking that stuff out. It is awesome, the great quality, great quality product. These are literally like all-terrain slippers. So again, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Your promo code is Bards. Patriots, I was thinking today when I went by to get gas about a video clip that I found that I think kind of sums up the whole state of affairs of the crisis that we're dealing with in our nation. I'll let you decide. What am I doing right now? I'm pumping my gas and I'm fighting systemic racism and I'm saving lives. I would gladly pay more money for my gas as long as Donald Trump is not in the White House. If you have a problem with paying more for gas, then maybe you're just homophobic and you're a bigot. You know, I'm protecting our democracy right now and I'm fighting for Ukraine. What are you doing? You anti-vax conspiracy theorist, you science denier? What are you doing? Nothing. Nothing. I think I've played that one before, but it's epic. It's a fantastic rant. And he's doing the rant while wearing a face shield too, by the way. That is wonderful. I bet he's I bet he's quadruple vax with the boosters. Probably down at CDC asking, when's the next one out? Because I need another. And they're like, did you get the monkeypox? Yo, I, I took all of them. I've taken all of them. I've even gone back for seconds. I just, they won't let me have more than two. That's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a real extreme time right now, obviously, in our nation of distortion and the consumption of this deception. And people are literally living in this matrix of lies. Here's a testimony I think is really interesting on feminism from a former feminist. 
Feminism is a scam. A few years ago, I was an angry, blue-haired feminist. I once believed that male privilege was real and that I was a victim of the wage gap. Now that I understand the true motives of feminism, I know that this could not be further from the truth and that modern-day feminism is a war on true masculinity. Before women had the right to vote, most were stay-at-home wives, which meant they weren't working jobs and couldn't be taxed. Our overlords didn't like that. Rockefeller started funding feminist campaigns in media and as a consequence of the movement, women started entering the workforce and leaving the home. Children would then be separated from their parents and sent to Rockefeller-funded schools to be indoctrinated by the state. All of this ultimately disrupting the family unit at its core. Feminism is defined as the belief in social, economic and political equality of the sexes. But in the West, I must ask, what rights do men have that women don't? Modern feminists are convincing women that hookup culture, using hormonal birth control and not shaving is liberation. That toxic masculinity is prevalent and the patriarchy must be dismantled through movies and media, we're taught that working for the man, climbing the corporate ladder and paying tax is more empowering and valuable than raising the next generation. Women have lost touch with our natural loving instincts and birth rates are plummeting. Men and women are not the same. And by protesting for equality of outcome rather than opportunity, feminists are demonizing and emasculating men. This is no kidding. And the problem is that so many people are buying into this. I've said this before. It's kind of crazy and it, it's, I don't you know if it, Hopefully it doesn't offend people, but if it does, sorry, but not sorry. The whole fact is that women weren't slaves underneath the tutelage or thumb of men. They were there in the past with one family earner, which was primarily the man. And the woman was able to stay home and nurture the child and take care of those activities. The way that this has been portrayed now post-60s, especially with the deconstructionist movement and all of this radical feminism that erupted is that that was somehow a abhorrent job to do, to raise children, to nurture the family. I can't think of a higher calling than that. And it's interesting because in my own life, I've had those role shifts. I homeschooled my adopted boys for a time and I homeschooled and I was part of that more reverse role for a period of years. So this is... There is a really high calling in that that most people miss. And this feminist war on men, in particular male masculinity, is nuts. I mean, if you didn't figure it out, I pretty much reject it because it's, it's just dumb. And I, and I really don't care if feminists get offended because most feminists have never been nurturers. They've just been angry. And it's probably because they've got some stupid daddy issues which no one really cares about. So this whole concept that we're in right now is a shaping of social disorder created by the elites. And it's always about trying to keep people under the thumb to break up the family unit so that they can divide and conquer at the family level. And once they do that, they control everything. And they've been very successful with a large percentage of this population. However, and what is really good news is this latest thing against President Trump with Mar-a-Lago is starting to wake some pretty wild people up. Listen. Leftist liberal Democrat and after the tyrannical raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, there is no way in hell that I could vote for anybody else but Trump. And I'm saying that as a douchebag leftist liberal cuck libtard douchebag leftist Democrat. I am voting for Donald Trump. You bet your sweet ass. We've got a problem at the FBI. It has been compromised and taken over. 
I think we call that a testimony. Oh, my goodness. But it is amazing how this event has galvanized so many people's eyes on the corruption of the federal government. We have been hijacked, obviously, by an elite radical group. Um, and it's and it's a minority, but it is an insurgency and an aggressive one. And they're not kidding. 87,000 IRS agents that they are talking about hiring. And if you are not aware of what that hiring looks like, it should disturb you because these it's some of the requirements of the job posting, which has since been taken down by the IRS, are to adhere to high standards of conduct, work a minimum of 50 hours a week, maintain level of uh, fitness necessary to effectively respond to life-threatening situations on the job and be willing and able to participate in arrests, uh, execution of search warrants, and other dangerous assignments and carry a firearm with the willingness to use deadly force if necessary. That's your 87,000 IRS agents that they want to hire. This is not a joke, patriots. I've been saying this. This is a war on America. It's a war on the common man and woman. And it's one now to start really drawing some red lines. I, can, I will say it probably every show here for the next few weeks. Get meetings set up with your sheriff. Get meetings set up with your county commissions. Demand to know what their position is on allowing federal agents, in particular IRS and FBA, FBI, into your counties. The sheriffs have to draw a hard red line. It's time for them to be sheriffs and set up county autonomy. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. It is time for us to pray. Father, we come to you today just very humbled as we are each day and honored that we have such a blessed assembly and fellowship that expands and reaches across this globe. Father, we are looking today at a, a hostile, tyrannical government. And it, increasingly, as we move forward, you have given us the blessing of eyes to see and the ability to see through these illusions and lies and deceit to see the true core and the heart of darkness that sits within. Right now, Father, we are in such a time as to realize that if we continue to just be quiet and passive and do nothing, that we will be rolled up, rolled over, and used as somebody else's doormat or plaything. And so we begin today just with the, the strength of the heart from the many. To understand that this is a time now that as there is a season for all things, this is a season to be bold, a season to be courageous, a season to be loud and be heard, and a season to stand boldly with you and in the name of Christ Jesus and use the tools of Scripture and prayer as the lead elements of the sword of the spirit. This is a time now that in engagements, we must always call upon you as David did to Goliath standing in that gap with as, as him speaking of you, not as himself to putting you there in the fight for this is your war. And we acknowledge it. And we are the soldiers in this fight and we are humble to be called to such a time as this father. So much of what we are dealing with these days is years and years of indoctrination of passivity and breaking down of the will of people. And sadly, there's so much that has gone on now in this country that if people have become confused and, and more obsessed with their material gain, their money, their profit, the expansion of their business, this is a time of war. And so we pray that people will start to realize what's at stake. This isn't a war of, of just one day in and one day out. It's not a deployment for a couple of days and you get to come home and kick back and throw up your feet. This is a war for the sake of humanity 
and the future of humanity. And so, Lord, we pray for the strength and resolve of those true followers of Christ to be the lead. Blessed are the peacemakers. And this is where we shall stand in the ultimate goal to build the bridges and to wage war of peace. But waging war of peace is having a defiant position in in our hearts and the ability to know that we must be ungovernable by these Luciferian hordes. That we must stand boldly with you and face this evil without any hesitation, without ever bowing, without ever stepping back. This is a time now, Father, for us to proclaim Scripture and to proclaim the name of Christ Jesus in the face of this evil. We know that this evil cowers at those words, and yet we too seldom do it. We try to take the burden on of this war upon ourselves, and we somehow seem to check in with you as if you are secondary, and we seem to do this a lot. So, Father, forgive us for those walks and forgive us for those reactions, years of conditioning and separation from the true connection we should have with you in all things. Let us breathe in and breathe out with you and unison. Let us walk in step as you guide us. Let us never deviate from a constant and perpetual conversation of intimacy with you, Father. Let us trust truly in the banner of Christ to walk within the body of Christ, to face this fearlessly. Let us hold dear all of the strength and scriptures and teachings that Christ gave us. Let us never bow to evil. Let us show the strength that we need in the face of this. Let us lead with the sword of the Spirit. But let us also remember to never unlatch or unleash, set aside that sword of steel. Father, these are treacherous times, and we do not seek a war of evil or of pain or or of blood. But we know that what we face is an enemy that must be destroyed ultimately at its core. To do that, Father, we need your guidance. We need your wisdom and the power of love and the true sense of agape to dismantle this enemy, to leave it barren, to leave it exposed for all to see, to strip away its veneers, to expose truly the darkness that exists within so that no one can deny it, so that all will ultimately quake when they see this depth of evil and turn to you in the strength that only you can provide. For us that are walking within that wrap of your arms, that true sense of strength and fearlessness, let us be those lamps on the hill that others can look to, to know that they can stand there boldly with us as we hold the line against this enemy. Let us never waver. Let us never bow. Let us never give an inch. This enemy is seeking to continue, nick, continually nick away at everything that we are and we represent. They are waging a war on our faith. They are waging a war on everything that we are. Help us through this time, Father. Let those that are still attaching to the material things and their concerns about wealth and their concerns about their homes and their concerns about their bills, let them be comforted by the knowledge that you provide all that we need if we simply trust in you. So, Father, in these times, as dark as it may be for some, let us be led to the places where we can share the glory and love of Jesus. Let us be led to the places where we can demonstrate the power of the light and love that Jesus has given us within us. Let us be that example that people seek so that they, too, can seek out Christ for a personal and deep relationship with themselves. This mission that we're on is truly noble, it's blessed, and it is demands the courage 
all the things that you can provide and have provided for us if we trust in you. So we, we close this prayer today, Father, with just praying that more and more people will seek that deep and intimate trust with you. To never, ever waver from that, to dig deeper into that. And as we do, to be able to walk a path that doesn't get convoluted with the noise of politics and headlines and emotions, but rather walks the true path of light and that which Christ presented to us of love in this world. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Patriots, this is a time, again, that we're going to be constantly challenged. And it's a time also to remember that there's so many attacks going on, attacks of provocation to try to intimidate us, to try to scare us, to try to knock us back, like this comment here. They're in panic mode, folks. They're scared shitless. They know it's about to happen. What happened last night at Mar-a-Lago wasn't meant to intimidate Trump. It was meant to intimidate you. And we're only intimidated if we allow them into that space. And it only takes a small little crack in your armor for them to literally worm their way in. We just can never allow that. Such a time as we're in right now demands that we are in a wonderful place with, with, with Jesus. And we walk in that powerful place. And it's a comforting place even though it's an intense space. We have to learn the balance between the ferocity of the lion that is on the hunt and the ferocity of the lion that sits quietly and oversees his pride. There's a calmness in, and in the strength and control of things when there's no fear in muddles the ground. And what they're seeking most of all is to constantly infuse fear, this constantly meandering of, of the next great pandemic and the, the virtue signaling of all the horrible things that white people are doing or whatever else they come up with. We have to stay focused on where we are. This is not a, a fight that has anything to do with racial differences. It has nothing to do with anything other than their hatred for our love in God and our strength in counter, as we recounter that, our strength in God in our walk with Jesus. And as we hold those lines pure and true, they have no opportunity to attack. Matter of fact, all that happens is their flechettes that are they're throwing at us, their arrows, their slings and arrows, they just fall off because we know where we stand. Our armor is strong. And in so doing, we give strength to so many others. Such an important perspective to, to keep hold of. And remember, this is all about them influencing us to accomplish a vision that they have to control us always through the mind. Listen to this quote from one of the 100 most influential people of all time. His name is Edward Bernays. He's an American theorist that was considered to be a pioneer in the field of public relations and propaganda. And listen, this is what he said. The conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in democratic society. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government which is the true ruling power of our country. We are governed, our minds are molded, our tastes formed, and our ideas suggested, largely by men we have never heard of. It is they who pull the wires that control the public mind. Yo, that's what's happening now. Look up this dude, like 
His uncle was Sigmund Freud. Bernays' impressive list of clients included General Electric, Procter & Gamble, the American Tobacco Company, media outlets like CBS, politicians such as Calvin Coolidge. The propaganda and manipulation runs so deep, I don't think most people would be able to comprehend or understand how deep it actually runs. I think that's why a lot of people just write shit off as lies or conspiracy or whatever because it's so deep, it's, it's so deep that it's almost not believable. Those that know take action and those that don't doubt everything and do nothing. Yo! <laughs> check out this dude edward bernays he's quite the influencer propagandist to check him out but what the last piece there is so important if we know we have to do we're obliged to that and i think that's so critical in this time is to realize that this isn't just a walk to wait this is a walk to occupy the land and expand the kingdom and there's so many ways of action of powerful aggressive and passive type reaction. Those two words actually are not just, just opposed. They are truly in concert with one another. When you stand boldly to somebody and they're trying to be aggressive to you and you say no, the bully has to make a choice. The bully has to make a choice of whether they're going to confront violently or whether they're going to step down. We have to be the warrior that understands that under no circumstances will you pass. It's like Gandalf standing with the Balrog coming at him in the caves. And it, he literally drew that line, you shall not pass. We have to make that commitment with fearlessness, knowing that whatever falls, befalls us, befalls us. God is with us. And as we proclaim Jesus in those moments, and we proclaim the power of Father in those moments, it transforms everything. We're literally working as his agent, as his hand. We are working as the sword of the spirit that he's wielding. And as we do that, now we begin to take command and control of the moment. Now, patriots, we all know why we're doing this. We're doing this because at one point or another, Jesus is coming. We don't know the time, but we're not going to sit around and twiddle our thumbs and keep looking at the sky. We have work to do. And this work is to occupy this land and expand this kingdom. And we are literally operating behind enemy lines. But I came across this piece today and I wanted to share it with you. And it's one of these things that I, I, I smiled at and I wanted you to hear it. God sends children into this world that are pure. They understand and they hear him right from the beginning. And this is an interesting message. I'll let you take it to prayer. But it's one I wanted you all to hear. That little girl is Lily, and she woke her parents up in the middle of the night, and she was saying, something's coming, something's coming. She kept saying, he's coming, Abba, push you up. Abba is the Hebrew word for father. The next day, she brought it up again and said, Mama, open up because God's coming. And then she bowed three times. Joel chapter 2, verse 28 says, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. So share this with someone and let them know that Jesus is coming soon. Oh, he may very well be. And however that is, we all have to get ourselves right with Christ. That's the most important piece we can do. But with that is to have strength. It isn't to quake in fear. 
With that is also to extend the hand to our neighbor, to love them as we love ourselves, and to truly seek the true eyes to see, to see into the people's hearts. Yes, there's such a thing as pure evil, and there's no negotiation with pure evil. But there's so many out here right now that don't know who Jesus is, and I mean in a personal way. And there's so many out here right now that have never had a relationship with a father, let alone our father. That's so much space for us to work. There's so much opportunity for us to lead them forward, to offer them something, to give in a way that is a gift that will transform lives. So sad to this that there's been so much negative shaping of those ideas. And it's been done so long that people tend to rebuke the idea when they hear the word Jesus. So as I close today, just keep in mind that Jesus lives within us. It doesn't always take the word, but it always takes the demonstration of truth in the heart for people to see. And when people see it, they know it. And if you ever question that statement, be around a child, because a child will see to your heart and they will know your intent at a distance. They know who you are because they have true eyes to see. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. But we need to keep our prayers up and deep within Father. This is a time for prayer and unity and prayer for mercy in our nation, but prayer for strength for the warrior class to stand. In the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Keep that mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, 
This country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 